Hey, hello, welcome back to tuned in. <laughs> no, you sound so fed up. <laughs> hey, come on, look at come on, come on, star jumps, come on now, come on, let's go. Hi, welcome back to tuned in with Callan Lack. Hi guys. How are we? How are you, Khalifa? I am doing good. I'm happy to be at the end of this four-year month, Lakaya. How are you? Oh my gosh can we just get into the fact that january has literally been four years like it genuinely has been the longest month but i am good like you said finally we're at the end like finally thank god finally at the <laughs> end and finally another episode yes. episode of the year it's yes. an exciting one as well i'm really 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 excited to talk about this topic same because it's actually been requested like my mom shout out to my mom like she she loves tuned in kind of like but she was like so when are you gonna talk about black people <laughs> <laughs> and don't worry mama we got you we've got you so so um, much this episode we are talking about black british musicians black british artists because i do feel like they are a little bit few and far between but for what they've done for the british like landscape and music their contribution is definitely felt and definitely important so that's what we're going to get into in with Cal and Lack. You know, the Brits are coming up next month and I actually wanted us tuned in with Cal and Lack. I actually wanted us to go to the Brits until I saw how much the tickets were, like a thousand pounds for one ticket. <laughs> like just you need to chill, Brits. I'm sorry. Maybe next year. Um but just looking at some of the nominees, I mean we're not gonna go into all of them, but just looking at some of the nominees, it was so nice to see black faces, black artists being recognized for their contribution in music. You know, Dave, Little Sims, um, I can't remember who else I saw, but there was a there was a few and they've actually added a new category. So they've got, I think it's hip hop and R&B that's completely new for the Brits um, and predominantly it's black folk in that um, you know the nominees so interesting like, you say that Lakaya because whilst they've added in a new category they've also done something really really strange that has been contested quite a lot by a lot of artists they've actually combined pop and R&B oh a very very strange decision and a few artists have called it out we've had Mahalia mixed race British um, yeah. singer um, R&B singer and a lot of other R&B acts are just wondering why they've sort of just diminished the existence of R&B it isn't pop it's very different and that when is looking so at, random I didn't it's know so they random that. it's so uncalled for I just want to know like what was the what was the thoughts behind that because R&B is very very standalone and I think when you're when we're talking about R&B artists, and so is pop it is when we're talking about r&b artists like they need their own category because they're not likely to be on the scale especially if they're black and especially if they're british as as other pop artists so to have the likes of i don't know etta bond up against dua lipa it just it's ridiculous and i just i I don't really like that i didn't i didn't know that that was actually a thing but i think the brits have definitely got it wrong this time with like that decision that just 100%. doesn't that just doesn't make sense to me why would you what was the reason <laughs> what was the reason and when you look at the um nominees in the best pop r&b category you'd think that it would be an even mix across pop and r&b 
But there are only ever five acts nominated per category. Not yeah. to go too deeply into the Brits, but we have Adele, Dua Lipa, Ed Sheeran, Griff and Joy Crooks. And I'm sorry, that just isn't a representation of British pop and and R&B. It really isn't. It's just it's just a way to kind of diminish R&B as a category, as a sound, yeah. as a genre. It's completely swamps the artist and just gives them no recognition. I'm really upset about this decision. It, it just doesn't seem fair. Someone in a R&B, you know, like you said, then probably won't be as popular or even successful as you know the mm. likes of Adele, Ed Sheeran, and they're going to be just put in that category anyway, knowing that they're not going to win. That's just so unfair. Brits, come on, guys, get us it on the really board. Is. I'm just seeing a lot of unlevel playing field, and it just a tad institutionalized racism. Like you know, <laughs> when when we're thinking of R and B, they tend to lean towards your you know black artists, and it's just a kind of another way to snub them and and make them unseen. I just I can't see well, it. Well, speaking of snubs and mm. Black mm. British music at the Brits, like I know because this is a conversation I we've had, and you've been very heated. We've both got heated about it to be fair, because <sighs> the, Brits the Brits are no, yeah, they're no stranger to snubbing people, and really, really like just driving the point home that they just don't really nurture or care about young Black British talent especially in the R&B categories it's just like fuck y'all and yeah I guess that really the the best example of that is Craig David Craig unfortunate David who (laughs) in 2001 received six six nominations across a myriad of categories we're talking British Dance Act British Male Solo Artist Breakthrough Artist British Video British Album British Song like he really was just present in so many different categories. And when we're talking about definitely one of the best Black British albums, in my opinion, like ever. I don't know how I you just, feel. Like I, I don't even think, yes, this, this is about like Black British music, but I just think that whole album, those songs, it wasn't about him being Black was a bonus. Like these were just great songs that everyone knew, like Seven Days, Walking Away, Filming In, Come On. Yeah. It's just, they're staples to this day. And I think, you know, he might not have won the Brit, but he definitely won in terms of longevity. And time will always tell. That's the one thing about music is just like, it may not have been appreciated in its time, but time will tell. And the people have loved Craig David and have been blasting these songs everywhere you go for 20 odd years. So 20 plus years. Like, they were just classics. And I remember it was so... I mean, how how old were we? Like five or six? But I just remember being like, wow. Because he had, he kind of like infused Garage mm. with like Artful Dodger. And um, what was the song? Oh. Rewind. Rewind. Yes. Again. The classic, classic Rewind. <laughs> this is it. It, it. You're right. It was an infusion. He had like a bit of Garage. There was R&B. There's a little mm. bit of dance. There was a bit of pop. It was just like a, a, a fusion of so many British sounds that are like quintessentially yeah. British and so for him to not even win one not one single Brit that year it's just criminal it is criminal so Brits even though we've done a fuck the scammers episode like we're on to you next like, we're on to you <laughs> like keep it up and you'll just have to like get on those canon like naughty list because yeah I'm, I'm not liking some of the decisions and the thing about Craig David that was so refreshing was 
it didn't, it never felt, at, well, at that point, it never felt like he was trying to be the next Usher. It never felt like he was yeah. trying to be the next, like, American. It was very much, I'm a British lad. Like, I'm a, literally, I'm a British lad and I'm just singing R&B. But it was just so, it didn't feel like he was begging it. It didn't feel like he, he had to, like, learn a dance break. And no, it was just, that's, and I think that's why people just loved it. Because, like. It was for us. It, it was, was for, for us, us as yeah. Brits. And, as, it, and yes. I think. That's what we really call to. I think as a nation, we like things that are very British, you know. We have mm-hmm. our little weird culture that is just a mixture of so many different races and backgrounds and such, but it's very us, especially in kind of like inner cities, is just this this is this British thing that we it's that we so kind true. of you know it when you see it and if you if you're not from here, you probably really won't get it. And I think Craig David kind of embodied all of that. And so sometimes all you have to hear is on my way and it's just that's no, it you don't even need to. It's the it's the guitar. Dun, 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 dun. Like dun, dun, all you need dun, to hear is that. Dun, 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 dun. That's gonna transcend across so many generations, like so many different like backgrounds, rich, poor, like you know, country, city. Just it, it just it's just a very British British sound, and I totally get what you mean. I think with the US kind of being a blueprint, if you like, for for music across the globe, so many yeah. people are emulating and trying to live up to this. You know. You, american standard whenever we have british acts that break out and are just super super british it just it just fills me with pride and i, I just love it, it so much. and you know what i think it was a shame and i don't know i mean we like i said we've spoken about this and i think maybe perhaps losing all six no being robbed of all six brits mm. maybe that was a discussion that was had in the meeting board because his next album I don't know if you remember but like his next song was you could tell he would now he was trying to be the next Usher mm. now he was like okay let me you know what let me see if I can crack America, America because like yeah because <laughs> the British audience clearly have given up on me and you can imagine as a, I think he was like 19 20 yeah being nominated coming out with this amazing album like you know critical acclaim and such and then being completely snubbed by the one music body in your country that you're that everybody kind of aspired to at the time the brits was definitely had more clout back then than it did now and just to have that kind of like basically just shat on you like they're completely shat on him he must have knocked his confidence so much he was a young guy Mm -hmm. so early in his career it's just not how you want your debut to be recognized especially when it's that good and so you could 100% hear the influence of that doubt, I guess, that fear of, you know, being snubbed again and wanting to mm. really push through and break through. And I think some decisions were made by his label, maybe by him, by his management. That choices. Was just, yeah, choices, you know, that were probably incorrect or definitely incorrect because it just never really took off from there, unfortunately. Yeah, and like, you know, when I think back to... Being a wee little lad um, <laughs> and oh, all yeah. the black British artists that we had growing up. I mean, someone that comes to my, obviously Craig David is like the goat, but mm. I, you know, I love pop, you know, I love a strong, like a, a strong woman. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I just have to give Jamelia her pops. We have we to really give Jamelia and her like, pops. Can we just say that she comes from our hometown? Yeah. And not to be biased because Demelia is sick regardless of where she comes from, but but just 
for me, seeing a dark-skinned black yeah. woman from Birmingham with a number one record in the UK, it was yeah. like just a dream. Like, what a time to be alive. You had to be there. You had to be there. Like, what? Like, what's happening right now? She, from had, she had the girls on Larkwood's uh, Superstar. Like, I do remember, though, when, with Jamelia, um, for some strange reason, I think just because, you know, like, when there, whenever there's too many like black people, I don't know. The media just doesn't know what to do, so they try to not pit her against, but they try to always compare her to Beyonce. Like, oh, she's the new Beyonce. She's the mm. she's the British Beyonce. I'm like, British Beyonce, where? Like, she she was never trying to be Beyonce. She was never that was never her angle. And it's you're so right about not even just the British media, but just media in general. Fair. It's just so toxic when it comes to women, I'd say, and especially black women. Um, And again, she had that kind of Craig David essence in terms of not trying to be anything but a young British black girl. And I love that about her. It was just, it was just so fresh. It was just so new and, oh, Jamelia, we love you. I know, like, I, I, and the thing is, it's a bit sad that, like, I just think her career fizzled out and I don't know if there's any... Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if she just, like, decided she wanted to stop and look after her kids. I don't know what happened. But, like, she Honestly, was like, successful for the years that she was out. She was successful. She definitely was. And I just think there is, like, this little bit of a ceiling. So even when I think of other British action, and when we were growing up, you had, on the more, I hate this word, but urban side of things. The more <laughs> underground, the more inner city kind of, you know, it wasn't kind of mainstream British, but so solid crew. You had, you know, Wiley coming up, you had Skepta, you had JME, you had all of Kano. these artists and Don Kane, oh my baby Kano, who I was <laughs> madly in love with. I had a poster of him in my room that I stole from my school library. Oh um my he God. did like a campaign for books and he had like a poster in in my school's library and I was like, I'm going home with that because this is my husband. <laughs> And we're going to be married one day. I was so in love with Kano. And just, there was just so much raw talent, I'd say early kind of to mid noughties that was coming out. And, you know, some of those artists are still around today. They have a lot of longevity. They've been able to sort of create a name for themselves globally. I'd say, Such you know, Skepta, Skepta, I would okay. say, Wiley. Yeah. Um, you know, but you do have acts like... Um, as I mentioned, so solid and such. There's just a bit of a glass ceiling for them. And I think, you know, like any genre of music, there has to be a few who pioneer, who come out. You know, grime was a very new sound and they paved the way ultimately. So they yeah. were never going to be as big as your storms in your days, but they, your storms in your days could not exist without your Wileys and your, for sure, you know, your Skeptors and just the, like the people who really put it on the map. And so just just want to say thank you to you guys. Like, thank you, because... I do want to say thank you to, like, definitely thank you. But there was also Lamar. 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 Oh Lamar. Like, this is... I... What? No, Lamar had some tunes. Lamar had some tunes. And this is, like, a bit of... um. I don't even know if you remember this, Khalifa, but... So like like I've always said every episode me and Khalifa like we've been friends we've been friends for the longest time and I think back in it was it was definitely either year seven or year eight mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're talking 2006 seven we're talking 2006 or 2007 um 
I was like madly in love with Khalifa, like, and that goes to show like how many years ago this. Was. <laughs> I was madly in love, like I really fancied Khalifa, like I really, really did. Oh, um, stop! You're making me blush. Um, and I don't recall if I texted you if I wrote it down in English, but. Like I always say, I love a lyric, and I dedicated the lyrics to "If There's Any Justice" by Lamar to you. I messaged you once, and I was like, "If there's any justice in the world, I would be your man, and you would be my." <laughs> oh my god! Right, okay, that song just has a new meaning now. So I remember this. Oh my goodness! Cringe. Wow. No, not cringe. Adorable. Like, that is so beautiful. Okay, fair. Like, most boys that day were just pulling your hair and, like, ripping your tights. Lakaya was dedicating <laughs> big, big Lamar songs, lyrics. Okay? Okay, so this this podcast was meant to be our connection in music. Has there just you been go. Rooted in our friendship from, from time, G. So, thank you, Lamar. Absolutely. Actually, Lamar, not even thank you, Lamar, because he didn't get me anywhere, but okay. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. He did because we're pals. And yeah, yeah. You know what? It's all part of our story, our history. But yeah, Lamar did his thing on that tune. He really did. Um. Also, that kind of springs to mind. Damage. Do you remember Damage? I. You see, remember we were like planned to do this episode. I did think of Damage, but I don't. I don't think I remember any of their songs. So I was like, nah. They I... only had one, and I think it goes back to what you were saying about the US kind of being the the blueprint in many ways for a lot of British music, unfortunately. I'd say the British music that is better, that does better, is always the just real British yeah. sounds. But now and again, you get some sort of, you know, artists or bands or whatever that come out and they try an American thing and it works. And I'd say Damage kind of did that. I didn't realise Damage were from the UK up until like maybe three, four years ago. They had a song called Ghetto Romance. And it was just literally like next. It was Jagged Edge. It, was just, it really was. Like I, I, if you had told me that that song was by next, I would not have disputed. It was just, it was just an American sound. And I'm not even mad at them because you know what? Like it, they're, they're the biggest output of music in the world. So of course they influenced everybody. Like, okay. of course, especially yeah. young, young black people. It's just, it makes sense. But yeah. I just have to give damage their props because um, that's that what we're doing on this episode. We're giving everyone that's paved the way. Honestly, thank you because um, I don't know if we would have, like you said, Stormzy. He's I think he's a global name. Like he's definitely made his mark, mm. and rightfully so. Like he's so talented, so sexy. Um, mm. Oh hey. my god! <laughs> like... Hey, hey, Mike. We love you. <laughs> just like he's so great but these artists paved the way and they really did i just want to kind of take a moment to like expand on that point as well when you really are seeing british artists getting their props um i would say globally like absolutely they're being more recognized i think just the way that social media works these days and streaming works that you can hear a song and it will just blow up for because it's on a tiktok or whatever so that's fantastic but are there any kind of artists you know that are up and coming or anyone that you're really excited about you know from a, like our black brits that you're rooting for is there anybody you've got your eye on i've got my eye on little sims mm. i think that she's just so talented 
And, you know, Lil Sims is the female rapper. And we've had a lot of those come from the UK, to be fair. We've had Miss Dynamite, who, you know, is the absolute goat. Boo is such a classic. And we've got artists like Lady Leisha, who, again, is from Birmingham. And Miss Banks, who is doing her thing. And, you know, I guess there's a little bit of a tension. But I just don't know how I feel about, like, calling UK rappers rappers like it just feels like it's something different to me like they're spitting bars i don't know if they're rap rapping like i think rap do you think it's rap i think it's a completely different thing i think because we associate rap with you know like new york yeah it's just (laughs) but that it's it of course it's rap like it's it's rhythmic you know lyrics over a beat it's rap it's it's 100% rap it's just it's it's so far removed though from what they're doing in the US and I think that's what I love about it when I hear artists like Central C and Dave and just like all of the kind of you know black Brits that we have out at the moment Digger D, Lowski, whoever like there's just this very non-American sound about it and don't get me wrong we are influenced by them and nowadays I would say they're massively influenced by us if you you listen to sort of the new sound of drill even Drake it's all kind of being influenced by the UK which is so interesting Drake ships I mean Drake should have been on this episode because who loves (laughs) black British music more than Drake you know he's listening like you You know know he's listening (laughs) and thank you thank you for your contribution because I think it's what I do like is that he doesn't kind of take the sound inappropriately. Yeah. He very much gives props to the artist, like he bigs them up, he puts them on a platform, he's bringing them on stage, and he's letting people know that actually this is where that sound came from, and they're like, this is you know my influence in this in this song or this record, and I, I appreciate that. Like, let the foreigners come and dabble as long yeah, as they like, pay homage, as long as they give flowers, I'm cool. It's so true. Like when you think of one dance, that's literally just growing up in the UK that's just like that you know it's, it's not garbage but you know the dance sample yeah so Drake definitely he he, he loves it he loves he it does. bless him but ah. going back to your original question sorry who am I like rooting for I'm rooting for anyone black I, I <laughs> really for everybody black girl yeah um but like Dave I don't know he's not up and coming um he's very much established yeah um, he's been here He's been here, but I just think he's so exciting. And he's mm. just doing something like what he's doing with his new vein. I, I just find it, so, yeah, I just find him so exciting. And he's just in, like incredibly talented. I can't even fathom. He's just so good. He's so good he and is. so young and so humble. And yeah, I'm so I'm just like anytime there's a new Dave album or anything, I'm just all over it because he's just great. He's absolutely great. Totally agree. And I think he represents a kind of, you know, this idea of music that talent still prevails, that it isn't necessarily just about yeah. how many people you've killed or, you know, how many boss downs you wear. Like you, you can actually still be really, <laughs> really talented and that be the, fo- the focus and the forefront and the reason why you're successful. And that's what Dave represents for me. And I'm all for that. So 100% shipping Dave. I'd say another person um, that I'm really kind of looking forward to seeing what they've got in store is Pink Panthers. I don't know if you've heard of her. Oh, yes, Khalifa, I have heard. <laughs> I know that you, you know, you're not really down with the kids. 
but um i just love her i just find her so raw and so british it's just Mm. i think that's kind of the allure that she has as well amongst other people she really has been doing super super well on tiktok um just on social media in general but when you listen to her sound it's very very reminiscent of like old school garage old school dance like it's just that sound. It's just it's it's very British, and I think I don't even think the people outside of the UK even know what that is or know where it comes from. And I don't have to. That's fine because I hear things all the time where I don't know the origins, and that, that's completely fine. But I'm just kind of glad that she's shedding light on a British sound that was really, really kind of just what's the word? Just the best. No, not, like... not even just the best. It was just like it was only for the underground British scene. It, it okay. wasn't. It wasn't being kind of broadcast across the world. And she's shedding light on a sound that, you know, just just wasn't global before. And now she's making it, putting it at the forefront, I guess. And I really, really like that. And I think she's really cute. Uh, yeah, I think that she's really interesting. It is a little bit annoying that like all of her songs are one minute, twenty nine seconds. That is so annoying. Yeah. I mean that's a different conversation, but that is annoying. That but is. yeah, like the fact that like she she'll sample garage and yeah, like I love that. I love that. And I think what you were saying about in terms of the um the song lengths is just reminiscent of kids of today they have such a short attention span if you don't get them in the first eight seconds of a song they're switching to the next one they've got gazillions of songs at their disposal on spotify so like why do i need to listen to this if it's four minutes i'll listen to a minute and a half and then i'll get on to the next one which is so sad really oh my god because not, then like remember do you remember bridges in a song <laughs> remember a bridge remember a pre-chorus and an outro like what happened to those things it's just literally like straight in there we don't even have like you know remember when they used to announce that this is the producer yeah. this, is, this is where we're from and i know no all of that's gone this is this is what gang we're part of like no no, no, no. straight yeah. in straight in and yeah, that's just the kids of today yeah. what can we do but yeah no i'm really really excited for her i'm just excited for british music I just just love it right now, especially my rap British artists. I think we're getting like so much of an African influence. I know I speak about this every episode, but it just excites me so much. No, speak, speak about it. Just speak to see it spilling it. out into like the world. It's just it really is becoming like a world sound rather than an African sound. And I'm hearing the influence. You've got Afro swing, Afro beats, like Afro drill. It really is just permeating into every genre. And I'm so so here for it when you think about the artists that are really doing well in the UK they're Africans you you know your heady ones and your NSG even like Wizkid obviously he's Nigerian but like spends a lot of time in the UK Burner Boy grew up in the UK like it's just I love how Khalifa's claiming these African artists is British no I'm not I know of course they're not (laughs) British but they are heavily heavily influenced by the British sound and that that's undeniable 100% like a lot of them talking about coming to London and making music in London and just being around British artists and even that's how they were exposed to Caribbean sounds and like reggae and all sorts so I'm sorry but the UK is the hub and if you if you don't know that you need to get to know like you know what I think you know if you take nationality if you take like black white whatever away from the equation I think we are definitely in the the era of grime being the soundtrack the sound of the uk music scene for sure you know like Mm. in the 
90s it was absolutely rock you know you had oasis you had blur you had all these different bands now in t- 2022 rhyme is 100 just like the sound of british music and it's so interesting because like i said um you know there's not that many black british artists but yeah. the impacts that that has i know the international implications that that has Even like, just, just... the national implication that, that yes. has. Like, it really is the pioneer of sound and I, I wouldn't even call it grime i think it's kind of evolved from grime but that was definitely the starting place for it mm. i'd say it's more sort of drill it's more trap i'd say it's it's definitely kind of taken an um american sound and made it british if that makes sense where kind of grime came from the uk which is very uk i think nowadays like we're we're kind of infusing drill and trap and like chicago and like new york beats with our british sound if that makes sense so i think grime has kind of evolved into what it is today which is just a fusion of afro like drill trap all these different sounds but yeah and i i it's at the forefront though like if you want to be on the radio and if you if you're just kind of a young kid like I'd say between kind of 16 to 24 that's what you're listening to that's what your go-to is if you listen to British music and I'm so true like if you were to put on Radio 1 now like you're going to hear a lot of um like black British artists and the sound that like we've created and I, I love that and I, I love that it just feels like it's for us and not even like us as in black people but just like us as in British people like it's just incredible and I think it's I love that when done right it always feels like it's it's for us like the culture like mm. Britishness and um yeah that's just amazing to me 100% well from two black Brits keep it up guys keep it <laughs> up you. but like I'm not done yet because uh you know Galipa I of course I'd have to shout out sugar babes <laughs> oh my god yeah no we have to. no we have to shout out sugar babes because I don't know if people realize obviously if you're from the UK you know that like sugar babes are like the it thing but like can we just I have to Keisha the lead singer lead singer of sugar babes a dark-skinned black woman who I never felt like, you know, tried to alter the fact that she's a dark-skinned black woman. And I just, I can't imagine that that was easy during the 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 noughties. But oh, like... definitely not. When you consider, like, the time that the Sugar Babes came out and the fact that they had such longevity. Such... A girl group, a girl group fronted by a black woman from the UK that's just unheard of it really really is and didn't whitewash her image didn't even really whitewash her voice or like anything about herself and was just quintessentially a black girl Keisha like you can't get any like you just can't get any more black British than that (laughs) and it, it it really really is like we have so many great examples and this is why like I, I I feel privileged in many ways like I don't feel like oh I'm just like this minority floating around the UK I think I have a lot of fantastic examples of how, how we can just go for what we want to go for and we don't need to be any less black or any less British to be successful yeah. in, in music and thank thank you Keish for, for doing that like for being part of that you are alleged shout out to mystique because like you girls were holding it down again like did your thing you did your thing and it's just like amazing this black girl group like this black girl group in the uk 
that were just like killing, slaying the charts and killing it. Love Absolutely. to see it. I would love, love to, to see. see. That's one thing that I would love for like going forward. I would love to see like another black UK girl group. Mm. I really, really would. And it's it's strange, you know, because I think I think we're really far away from that. I just don't yeah. see it. I don't see it popping. I don't even know why. I don't know what it is about today's music that just doesn't seem like it would invite or embrace a black girl group. But I hope that changes. I really do. I mean, girl groups anyway, like, it's going to be tough because the music industry is so sexist anyway. Like, you've got to... It's tough. It's absolutely tough to, like... Yeah. I think do... where hip-hop has become pop culture... And it's just not the cookie cutter cheesy image of a group of people anymore. It's just that groups in general are suffering. Unless you're a band, like I just like that. I can't think of any groups that have come out recently. Of course, Same. you have like the, the mega, ultra, super ridiculous, massive ones in Korea, like you know Blackpink uh, and yeah. BTS and whatever. But I'm talking like in your more sort of Western culture, it just doesn't seem the way that music is going anymore. And so, yeah, that's, that's so sad. Like, it that's... is. Like, come on. Like, I just love having like four or five different obsessions. Like, mm. oh, well, this person does that. This one likes this for cereal. And like, <laughs> it's just, it's just nice to have like a, like an absolute fangirl <laughs> moment over a group where you know everyone's names and all of their star signs and whatever. Like, that's just, yeah, I miss that. I really do. Do you have any Black British? are icons that like you just feel like really did their thing or are still doing their thing who would you like who would you name oh oh that is difficult Mm. because i i have to this they were before our time but we have to shout out sade oh my oh goodness gracious yes we have to shout 100 i mean you know how i feel about sade just oh and, you know, people might be like, who's Sade? Like, you know a Sade song. Smooth Operator, Your Love is King. Um, like Ordinary Love. Just, yeah. Sweetest uh, Taboo, like Sade. The Sade. And again, we're talking about a sound that never tried to be American, but just completely swept over the American market. Yeah. And if, if, I, if I can give any advice to any up-and-coming black british artists is be british please it, it works 1000 times better than trying to emulate what americans Always. are already doing there there are millions more americans than us they have more than enough people to do their own sound yeah what's going to make you stand out is being british and i just love that Sade does that it's just to the point where her sound isn't even british anymore it's just her it's just like a Sade yeah. sound and that's how you do it. It's just so authentic. It's just so real. It's just so memorable. And it just stands the test of time, the longevity. Oh, Absolutely. Amazing. Also, Dizzy Rascal, like, he was the person that had to, like, carry the heavyweight to get, like, to get these, the Stormses and the Daves and the Oh, yeah, he the walked AJ so that they could all Like, run. he really, yeah. he absolutely did because... I remember it was just such a fun time, like dance with me with Calvin Harris and Holiday and um even earlier than that, even like his like his oh, Boy yeah. in the Corner album. Like what an absolute British staple. I'm not even gonna say black British, like it's just for yeah. so many young people at that time, that was our 
just Fix teenage up, angst. Uh, that was yes. our teenage angst. It was just everything we needed to say as young black, like young British teens. We yeah. had everything we needed. The sound, the attitude, yeah, the attitude, and just the, the fearlessness that he came with as well. Just so himself, like. And I, I don't even think people realise, I feel like we need a documentary on Dizzy Rascal and just the impact he had on British music as a whole. For sure, because he has to, he, like, I don't want people to forget, maybe he might not be, like, popping right now, but we cannot forget the work put in. We just and can't. the intelligence as well of, like, evolving his sound over time and understanding what's working. Like, he really jumped on the whole, like, you know, I be fair and, like, party yeah. sound movement before a lot of artists did and everybody was kind of playing catch up with him he was collaborating with your David Guesters and your Shakira's. Calvin Harris and, and just all of these artists and you really kind of had foresight for himself and like I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into one section of London like I'm bigger than that and fair play fair play that's me giving Dizzy like a round of all applause. the props all the flowers yes. Just, also yes. tiny temper like who doesn't rich british person and this is like the truth i'm not trying to exaggerate but rich british person doesn't know pass out who does not go off to pass out when Kalipa? you think of tiny's run it was <sighs> impeccable he's like one of the most like successful um british pop acts yep. of all time yep like all time and this is just like a young black guy from from the uk we, mm-hmm. we have so much like great examples that it's just we're in a very very privileged place i would say like it's it's amazing i, I mean number know. one after number one after number I mean, one it's just yeah it was insane yeah amazing. Like a feature number one like a song with rita aura like r.y.p number one like it's just amazing so fair play fair play jls fair play we love you yes. guys <laughs> we love you don't come back though no no don't. come on no no, no don't come back it's why, do you, why not we don't need you to come back we, we why don't. not you were Kalima, you literally were just crying about there's no groups and yeah, then but big, n- big n- not you guys no no i love you guys thank you but it's done i do not want to see four men in their late 30s early 40s fucking moonwalking across the stage in low-cut vests like you're talking about i live forever in a day for you you don't you don't go um, and look after your kids just move on please. Speak, i'm sorry you know you're not speaking on behalf of changing me kind of like with that one <laughs> like, i just i just don't need it you can go and like maybe do a concert like a you know a, i don't know what there's 15 years in 10 20 whatever however many years like a you know a reunion fine but we don't need a new album we don't need new music we don't need it i'm sorry we don't wow yeah, see that's how we're actually we're getting picky now like Galipa's like you know what <laughs> yeah I'm just keeping it real babes like there's just I know they have a, a very like strong fan base or they did or maybe they still do but it's just not big enough to keep you guys you know going, what? And I think that's that's fair like I, I'm still saying thank you like thank you guys did oh, no, yeah thing. yeah like you did your thing um, like also, another upcoming um, black artist. I'm so actually I can't believe I never mentioned this person, Jesse Nelson. Like I am so. Okay, ex- <laughs> right. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> oh my god! Thank you so much for tuning in. It's been great. Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god. Jesse Nelson, the shade. <laughs> The shit! Wow! Oh my goodness! Wow! He went there, guys. He actually oh went there. God. Oh my god! Not for real, but for like on, on behalf of all of the black sisters in the UK, like thank you for putting us on the map once again. Um, 
yeah we appreciate you and yeah we love the bad boys too yeah thank you i feel like this episode was just us like saying thanks thank you yeah. Craig david thank you shirley Buffy. thank you like Jamelia, we thank all of you. you honestly <laughs> we love you guys and um <laughs> yes without any further ado do you, you should take this as a <laughs> as the next female black british artist i feel like you should take this one away okay okay <clears throat> i feel like i just want to do a little garage homage right now That's uh, what okay, I'm feeling. okay okay so kind of lack on the mic one time that's why you tuned in guys rewind Bye. Bye. Bye.